And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, wow. James Harden trade, Ben Simmons. Big day. We're going to talk about it. It's a big day. This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. Learn more at directtv.com. Plus, this episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. If you're a better, BetMGM is now live in New York, and there's a special deal that you can use. Place your first bet of $10 on any football game, which I'm guessing is the Super Bowl, with BetMGM and win $200 regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just sign up using the bonus code ATHLETICNY. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys. NetsDaily.com. The Athletic, up subsidiary of the New York Times. Brian. Was that so loud in your ears? Uh, It was fine. Wait, what was it? Oh, my gosh. What's (laughs) happening? Glass breaking. Oh, my Lord. Phone calls, trade deadline, a sword. <laughs> Brian. Oh, my God. James Harden's been traded. Hello. Ben Simmons is a Brooklyn net. Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, two first-round picks. Paul Millsap's done with the Nets. Uh, How do you feel? That's the hardest part. Um, I Wow. It's been a real whirlwind, Mike. I'll tell you what. From, from beginning to end, from denial to acceptance to... You know, complete 180 degrees, like, fuck Harden, Team Simmons for life, you know, <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I feel that way. Uh, but it's been, it's been a roller coaster over the last couple of days here, Mike, or weeks even, um, especially with all that terrible, terrible basketball, which really was the, I mean, if it wasn't for all that terrible basketball in the last two weeks, like, things might be different, <laughs> but, but here we are. Uh, how do you feel, Mike? I can't help but think about there was someone that tweeted at us at us when we did an episode called "The Silliness of the James Harden Rumors." Mm, mm. Some one person tweeted at us, and I can't help thinking about that person yeah. in this moment. Hey, what line, about you, hey line up for <laughs> line up for your wedgie, dude, nerd. Okay, <laughs> that's that's what I think. Do you um, hate that I said that? Or no, is that I liked okay? it. I liked it. It okay, came full good. circle. We got in a fight about that before the show, <laughs> about whether we should lead with that. And, uh, and I said we shouldn't. Yeah. And and this is a nice, that was a nice tip of the cap. That was a, anyways, but yeah. here we are. Um, Mike, X's and O's, right? Let's get right into it. What does this do <laughs> for the Nets offense? What does this do for- Brian and I also talked about that. I want Brian to get more into it quickly. Yeah. And yeah. that's what That's what that was. So I'm just for straight up reaction. I'm happy it happened. I was done with James Harden. Um, this whole situation 
from the moment we had that podcast where it was the silliness of the James Harden trade to now, I have so soured on James Harden. Um, you did. You very publicly soured on him. You were you were pumping the Twitter like you don't. D- you know DGAF. We are of this. We are literally of the generation. I think we are a year older than James Harden in in life years, in human years, not dog mm, years. Okay, but but human human years, and I'm completely of the player empowerment era. Do whatever you want. Make as much money as you want. Don't give teams discounts. Move from team to team. But this situation, every situation is unique. This was so stark mm, in, mm. hey, I'm grumpy too. I want to get out of here. Yeah. He he owed nothing to the Nets. I'm not saying that. I just think as uh, someone who's a follower of the team, someone who watches this team, he's allowed to feel how he feels. <laughs> how I feel is like, I'm kind of sick of you. You've been playing bad basketball. You put on the, the worst performance of your career in Sacramento. Then you've been away for this phantom hamstring injury, which Philadelphia, you guys should be careful because his hammies are screwed up and you're about to pay him yeah. $60 million a year. I would watch out Daryl Morey because um, <laughs> he, he suddenly can't play. He also has a hand issue. Mm. Everyone watch out. Be careful of that. Um, you guys have damaged goods. Uh, I, like I was done with it. I can just imagine him like being like, "What hurts you today?" Be like, "Hammed hand hand, hammed hand string." Hammed, a hand, hand string is a thing, right? Isn't it? And then the trainer texts Steve Nash. Steve looks at it and he was like, "You said hand strain or ham string? Hand string." Yeah. And it was just it was simply autocorrect. Yeah. That was all. It's always been the hamstring, but we yeah. said hand. Yeah, hand strain. Strain. Yeah. Um, I was done with it, and like frankly. Brian, Brian and I talked about my mental health for the past month. My mental health has been bad because of this James Arden thing. You know, it's it's a long winter. <laughs> not to, you know, and he's not helping. It was. I mean, we talked about this the other day on the phone, though. That like, why? It, like, everyone collectively soured on on James Harden so quickly. And I think, I think I have a theory. And see, we talked about it. You sure. know my theory, but I'll, I'll say it again and like pretend like you didn't. Um, my theory is like why Kyrie Irving is still has like a pretty strong cohort of supporters and even still people who, you know, like us maybe who are a little bit like upset with Kyrie acknowledge that it's great that he, when he plays, he's great and we want him to play and so on and so forth. The thing that hardened the Cardinal sin that Harden committed was the optics sin. He played bad basketball repeatedly. And once that's in the, it doesn't, it takes a bad quarter. It takes a bad half for, um, for fans to just see that and be like, well, that's it. Throw up your hands. This guy is dead to us. <laughs> you know, he is. And that's like Harden's means of protest is through that because like Woj tweeted, you know, before, uh, he didn't want to be seen as a person who was an outright rebellion against his, against two teams in a row, uh, which is a funny, interesting PR tactic when you're like mo- so conspicuously dogging it on the, on the court, like interesting choice. I don't know which is better, but they're both bad choices. Um, it's just interesting how fast it was like Harden sucks. He's got to go. I'm still, I, I think it's a good deal. I, we're going to get into it. I'm still a little wary of the whole relationship with regards to how Kyrie stands. We don't want to get into that mandates, blah, blah, blah. Boring. We want to talk about Ben Simmons, Mike. Um, and I want you to start. Well, I want you to go and, and I'll support your, this is from Mike Mazio. Mike used to work, I think for the daily news and ESPN covered the nets for ESPN. He says a source suggested to him today of how this whole hardened situation got to where it is. This is what the source said. I believe it's mostly Kyrie based. 
is why what's going on. I actually Anthony, was the source for that. Sorry. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Anthony Puccio had tweeted out to a video of when Harden, when Kyrie was set to return, this was December 30th, Harden's talking about it, and he's not, like, super happy discussing it. Now, I do remember James Harden joking about giving, wanting to give Kyrie the shot and all that stuff. I mm, so Interesting. So I, I do want to, we are going to talk about Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry. I, though, agree with you. And you, how could you disagree with this? Part of the issue was Kyrie, ultimately. Like, you know, if, if Kyrie had done what, you know, 75% of human adults have decided to do in this country or whatever the number is to get vaccinated, what all the scientists would say, I think the mood, the arc of the season would be completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost, I, I don't know if I can rationalize this, but in my brain, I've already compartmentalized the, the Kyrie situation. Mm-hmm. I've gone through the emotional pendulum regarding Kyrie, and I've already come to the point of like, there's no hope for him in getting vaccinated. So I'm digging deep within local mandates and you know local ordinances. Yeah, <clears throat> and and so I, in my mind, I still separate Harden and Kyrie a little bit. We're like, shouldn't Harden have some foresight to say Kevin Durant's going to be back in two weeks? Joe Harris will probably be back. I think we hope I, we don't know about that yet. Yeah, I mean, and sort of cut Jeff, but I think it's like when I think about you know what it takes to be James Harden and play at the level that he's played at for as long as he has. The thing that I think about is like how much agency, how much control you have over your life, how much you know. I would imagine that he, like we were talking about, like the idea that he is now beholden to what the New York Post says about the mandates in the city <laughs> to find out if he's going to win a championship this year is like no, like screw this. I have no, I'm not going to be doing that. Like I, I want a little bit more agency. I want a little bit more control over what happens. If we fail, it's because everyone was out there living and dying on the court, and not you know because the mandates got pushed back six months or whatever, you know, and this is the time to do it. So he's got like, you know, one more shot in his mind. If, if we're, I don't know where things are headed with Kyrie or whatever, but um, anyways. Yeah. I'm so confused about just James Harden's thinking because back when he got traded to the nets, the original reporting was that Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets goes to Harden and says, Hey, we could trade you to Philly or Brooklyn. Who do you want? And of course, the situation in Philly was exactly the same, if actually not an easier deal to be done, which would have been just Simmons for Harden straight up or whatever it would have been. And he chooses the Nets and he's here. There's injuries. They go to the second round. They should have beaten the Bucs, but his hamstring injury and Giannis undercutting Kyrie. Yeah. Is the reason why the Nets that's actually, did not go to the Eastern Conference. That's finals. the whole downfall of everything is Giannis undercut. We should. That's really the source of it all. If there's a documentary, it's it starts there. Um, and so then we go into this season, Kyrie's vaccination issue, uh, remains an issue. Kevin Durant gets hurt. Uh, but when, at the time that Kevin Durant gets hurt, the Nets are first in the East. If maybe they were second by a half a game or whatever, but they were still like top of the East. The rest of the East wasn't looking all that intimidating. And yet something has happened and it could be Kyrie. Just something has happened that, that made James Harden get turned off from the situation. And I, I just don't think he's going to this dramatically better situation. Like, we've litigated this a million times. I would rather be with Kevin Durant and part-time Kyrie than Joel Embiid. That's, you know, that's how I would prefer to roll. Yeah. But I was James just, Harden, 
I was just listening to the mode to keel on the athletic stream just a second ago. Friend of the show. Look at you. I was. I was doing some some advanced research. Uh, And he was talking about how he's explicitly feels the fit is bad with Joel Embiid and Harden for the reason that he (laughs) that Harden plays at his best with a rim running big. And Joel Embiid has been a pick and pop and post player that requires, um, you know, a lot of around off the ball off you know playing off the post kind of movement of which james harden has never ever engaged in on any level so he's a little bit dubious of the fit even just like from a big macro position um but you know that's us just kind of trying to dance on the grave of the sixers on this (laughs) what do you like about what we got back mike are you excited so i am so excited because i'm excited because i was done with harden emotionally i i I couldn't put myself in the position of trying to like really rally around Harden after all the reporting that had been coming out over the past month. And now, like you're seeing, here's the here's from Adrian Wojnarowski. He's a reporter at ESPN. I don't know if you know who he is. Ben Simmons has already talked to Kevin Durant and Sean Marks. Rich Paul tells ESPN. Rich Paul's ready to go, baby. Yeah, he's fired up. Uh, Simmons is eager to join the Nets in a ramp up for return to play this season. Paul says, we've got to work. We've got work to do to get him back to play. But it's a great, great step in the right direction. I don't want to hear that. What kind of a spokes? No, we got you know work what that to do. Is? <laughs> to work. That is. Roll up your sleeves, so there, boys. There's a very strange tweet that went out. Uh, someone was sitting next to Tim Bontemps in, I think, the Philadelphia Sixers press room, and they were quoting Tim Bontemps. Where Tim Bontemps was like, "Ben Simmons can't come back immediately because it would ruin his mental health case. Like the idea that he had mental health issues." Why would those issues suddenly go away just because he's traded? Ah, Which, frankly, I mean, he hated being in Philadelphia. Those caused his mental health issues. Brooklyn, he's in Brooklyn. I would would be alleviated. Philadelphia asitis is what he had. And, you know, (laughs) my wife's from Philly, so I can't talk too much shit. but, um. But I think, you know, that's what Rich Paul's doing. He's saying we have work to do to get him back to play. There's going to be like a three week ramp up. Which will coincide with uh, Kevin Durant's MCL recovery. Yeah, we're gonna get some and- electroshock therapy. You know, <laughs> get, get in there. are these off color? Are these bad? This is poor form. No, no we're, that's you fine, know, right? we, we, we are respectful. Yeah. We're being respect. You know, he had if he he has mental health uh, problems, but I think a lot of it was born of the environment that he was playing in. Right, we're being told to play in. Now he's in Brooklyn. Hey, life is good. Life's good. Live life. Or whatever. Forget about it. Way, Forget about that. it. Forget about it. There you go. Um, I'm excited. Are you excited about basketball? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean we- yes, I am. Having, I mean, again, I think Harden did us all the favor. If you know, there's a couple of different things to think about here, but like the favor that he did for us was to paint us a picture of some of the worst basketball ever in the history of mankind. That Celtics game was so like it wasn't even funny, but like as bad as the score was, like it was like, oh, this is like comically bad. It was just deep sadness. And that was a little bit of that was Harden's gift to us. It's like this is this is what it could look like in a world in which this goes even further south, you know, and and we don't get we don't part ways amicably and you don't have an exciting, athletic, dynamic young player to lead you through this this dark winter that you've been going through right now. Um so in many ways, I'm thankful as ever of, of James Harden, <laughs> but uh, I am actually like I have. It didn't take me too long to get excited about uh, the prospect of Ben Simmons being a pretty dynamic little piece. We had become a slow plotting team with James Harden. We had, 
you know, having just Kyrie Irving come back for those games was like, oh, that's what it feels like to be like fast. Like it's fun to be a fast team. And, uh, you know, we talked about like whether it's Harden's like heart or whether it's his just new body that this is the new norm for him or whatever, or a combination of the both. It could be a greasy heart situation. You know, I don't want to go there, but um, he was not an energizing force on any level. He was, he was um, like, even at our best, we were pretty, pretty sluggish um, and methodical. And it was good. We had a very efficient offense last year when it was all working the most efficient, um, but it is time for a change. You know, it when you see it, when it's time for a change and, when it happens, it just kind of like, it's like, ah, it's good. It's a breath of breath of fresh air. Now I, you know, when Ben Simmons comes back is we have, we solved the overarching problems. No, I don't think we have. I think Kyrie represents an unknown problem. Again, we've talked about it a hundred million times. So we don't need to do it again. Uh, but having been someone who is a person with things to prove, he really has some stuff that he wants to show us. And for that, I'm ready for like, I'm just ready for fun basketball again. And I think he represents that maybe. Yeah. And, so one negative of the trade is that the part-time status of Kyrie, if you have full-time James Harden, then you always have a point guard, right? The Nets actually do need to go into the buyout market and grab some veteran point guard who's, I always talk about George Hill, a George Hill comparable. It just has to be a steady hand because if you look at their team, I love the makeup of their team, but they don't have a backup point guard yeah. right now. It's, I mean... The closest thing they have is Patty Mills. Patty Mills, and he's not really a—he's not a point guard. I mean, Curry can probably handle the ball some, but he's not initiating your offense. Obviously, Kevin Durant, when he's back, you're putting the ball in his hands. Ben Simmons is a kind of of a version of a point guard that is extremely interesting, but ultimately, like, is he your backup point guard it's in a way? True. Like, is he the bench? Point guard? We don't even have like a starting point guard bar by you know yeah, la- technically by Kyrie's last year's standards, right? I mean, like we are kind of a point guardless team, and maybe that's something. Hey, Steve Nash, maybe that's a challenge you can rise to, dog, because people are kind of doubting your skills right now. Bro, you think Steve should come out of retirement, <sighs> player coach? Hey, now you're talking. Now you're um, talking. I so here's positives. Okay, I Ben, as you talked about, Ben Simmons is going to provide energy. He's a dramatically better defender. He is a he is not only just a better defender than James Harden, he's a much more versatile defender. He he can I mean, the funny thing is that Harden's best form of defense is his post defense. Simmons is uh, one of the most the biggest Swiss Army knife style defenders in the NBA. He can lock up guards and he can play guys in the post on some level. Um so you get all of this amazing versatility. He'll help your fast break because he has the ability to get the rebound. He will help the Nets rebounding, which has been a big problem because him being on the floor, the team will be much better at actually rebounding the ball. The, the thing that surprised me is I know we all focused on Maxi. Like the whole conversation was the Nets better get Maxi and all that stuff. I think this is an amazing haul for the Nets who seemed like they were just playing chicken for so many weeks that it seemed like they were not engaging on any real level for trade discussions. They ended up getting Ben Simmons, who I am excited about on the record, Seth Curry, who this team, I mean, Seth Curry is a top five, three point shooter in the NBA. We, we have three of the top five shooters in the NBA right now on this, on this and, roster. And the other two on the roster that aren't part of that group are Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Right. right. I mean, like yeah. we have, 
our role players are the best three point shooters in the NBA. Plus, yeah, Kyrie so and more KD. high volume plus efficiency three point shooters. I do, I do want to see. I know this would be the smallest lineup in NBA history. I do want the Kyrie, Patty Mills, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, KD lineup just for like, just splash it in. Come on, okay. Five out offense. Who doesn't want to see all it? spacing. I just want to see it. Doesn't see what happens. See it. And then I want to see the Nick Claxton, Lamarcus Aldridge, Drummond, Blake Griffin, <laughs> James Johnson lineup. And yeah. they just maul people to death. Yeah, that's the that's what they do. Do you think we'll see some uh, Drummond minutes out there? I mean, he's, you're gonna. Okay, well, let's do yeah, this. Let's take a break. Power rank the bigs. Oh, I thought you wanted to take a break. That, that was your. Yeah, sometimes I do need you, to take yeah. a break soon. But let's power rank the bigs. Drummond, Claxton, because Claxton. So the rumor was pretty quickly that the Nets wanted to trade Claxton because of the logjam at, at center now that the team suddenly has. He's on the team. So Claxton, Drummond, LaMarcus Aldridge, and I'll put Blake in there as like the small ball five. But I think Blake's at the bottom of the list for both Man, of us. We've got so a weird kind of- front court rotation. That's just, when you lay it out like that, it's just weird. If Claxton had really separated himself from the pack, this would be so easy. But he, he's letting De'Aaron Sharp beat his lunch right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they, they, the thing is, they can't rely on Claxton at all. It, he has shown that he can't maintain health at this point. That there's always going to be some weird minor medical issue or very mysterious medical issue yeah that will just lead them to that he won't be available and and i i mean i think so i haven't watched a ton of drummond this year he's always been an elite rebounder he's always been a per god but <laughs> like mm-hmm. like discounted dramatically from like the real analytical crowd yeah uh even though he has high per the thing i like about drummond and you'll know this just a big dude just a that's, big hairy dude, and I I get behind. It's really big, all it takes. Men. It's really get all right it takes behind him. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> big see? fan. Of, just slide in right behind those big hairy guys. I'm so excited. Um, so I I like. I, so if they're going to add a center within the rotation that they already had, skinny, flexible Claxton, um, the dinosaur like Lamarcus Aldridge, the mid range god. I like the other pitch that they now have, which is Andre Drummond. I'm just going to maul the crap out of it. It's really funny. I completely forgot about Aldridge too. And all this, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, it's such a weird front front court rotation that just people like when they're out, they're out for a long enough period where you like kind of forget about them. And then they come back and I go, like, oh, yeah, we have LaMarcus Aldridge on this team. I forgot about that. Um, well, and like, really we should be adding Ben Simmons to the center options because there's going to be lineups where it's Ben and KD and then Joe Harris, Patty Mills and Kyrie, right? Like that's, <laughs> That's a pretty – it's still a decently sized lineup, and Ben is going to be operating as the five offensively at least. And defensively, you know, him and KD patrolling sort of the paint area, blocking shots is – I mean, that's the exciting thing about this is that for the first time in a while, we'll be able to be uh, thrilled by the defensive side of the floor for the Nets as opposed to being, like, terrified because uh, they've just been Charmin soft. And we got two picks, Mike. There's that too. We I mean, is that the is Maxi one of those picks? Is that what that is that what the holdup was? You think? Well, it was weird. They kept Thibel was the name at the end. Yeah. And the, the, oh, the 76ers won't include Thibel. They will not. They won't do it. He's not worth two first round picks. So those, I think, I think definitely this year's first round pick. So the Nets got an unprotected first this year and a protected 2027, which I think is just top eight protected. Um. 
you know, I, I guess the, the Fiebel piece was the protected 2027. Mm-hmm. Um, and the unprotected was just always in the deal. And they said, okay, you, here's this protected pick and blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I think it's kind of an incredible deal. Mm-hmm. I, yes, it would have been amazing if it was Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey and Seth Curry. I don't think that, that was ever going to happen. That, I, it didn't happen. And here's a question for you: yes, Do you sir. trade Jared Allen, Karis Levert, and three first-round picks for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, blah blah blah, and two first? You know, do you do that? I trade? thought about that. Have you? I thought about that. It's yes, right? Isn't Ben Simmons still the better player out of Jared Allen and obviously Karis Levert? Would you? Well, I don't know. I am butthurt to see them playing together and having so much fun in Cleveland. It does. I mean, even though I don't really like miss Levert at all, really. I mean, I know people are like, that's sacrilege and you shouldn't do it. But um, yeah, anyways. I don't miss Levert at all. <laughs> I don't miss him. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. He's and, lovely. He's a lovely yeah. person and they have great chemistry. Um, sorry, what was your question? I just got confused. Wait, who's better, Ben Simmons or Jared Allen? Like, who is a brighter? Few? I mean, traditional Ben Simmons, if he's, he's mentally he, okay, he's got the higher ceiling by a mile. And it's not close, but. As of right now, it's there's questions around Ben Simmons, no doubt. There's like a negative side to this too, too. I mean, like, I guess in, it's helpful, maybe not helpful, but and do you want to cut to break? You're giving me eyes like there's maybe a yeah, cut let's to do, break. Let's, 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 let's cut, cut to break, break and then we'll get to the negative let's side. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> and we're back. We did it. And we're back. Okay. Brian, negative. I was just saying, it's. I don't want to get it bogged down. It's because I, I ultimately do not think you know, this is a negative situation at all, but let's say worst case scenario. The problem with the Ben Simmons thing is that if this persists, if we, if we go down this path of like, you know, he hasn't fixed any of these problems and any of the, any of the, um, the drama that comes from his inability to like finish out games and things like that, you know, permeates through this team as well. Um, you know, a big part of doing what we did here is so that, like, as you said last last episode, you're like stat, you get a stash. You know, there's a big, I mean, it's a non, I think it's over 50% chance as, at, you know, at present, it's definitely over 50% chance chance that Harden would have walked in the summer, right? Like, it's hard to say, you know, over time that we know that for sure, because like, let's say they go on a really deep playoff run and or win it all or whatever, that changes things, obviously. Um, 
but let's say that that wasn't the case. Like you have to plan for a future in which he walks. So, okay. You think he does. So you want to get some, some money back and some assets back in which you can play with, even if this isn't our year. And I think that it's still, I think we should, if you squint and look at this, are you, are we still favorites? I mean, again, the Kyrie Irving not playing home games makes it so much more complicated than it should be. But like, yeah, are we, if, are we a championship favorite still? I guess is my big question, Mike. Does this solve a lot of the problems? Well, I I, I will go to BetMGM as I'm talking because we can look at what Vegas is saying. BetMGM, which is live now in New York, and you can bet if you want to in New York. I think Athletic and Y is the code. Look at that organic uh, marketing. Oh, wow. So I I would say the the Bucks are still the favorite to me to come out of the East because of their continuity everything they have going for them. When their big three is all together, they made a move. Now, they traded Dante DiVincenzo, the much-discussed Delaware's own Dante DiVincenzo, for Serge Ibaka, one of the friends of Kevin, one of the Fox. An absolute steal. DiVincenzo was breathtaking. But who would you guess would be the favorites to win the NBA championship right now? It's your Brooklyn Nets. You think so? Is that That's what the, MGM has? The, they're plus 400. They are higher. They have better odds. Well, depends how you look at it. But they have, they're they're the favorites to win the NBA championship. The Warriors are plus four fifty. The Suns are plus four seventy five, and then the Bucks are plus six fifty. So wow. still, Vegas still views the Nets, and they were that way before a Ben Simmons trade had happened. Now maybe odds will be updated. Yeah, did they just not do a refresh? Is that the? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe there's going to be a refresh coming yeah. out soon. <laughs> if anything, I think it would. I honestly got to say it's going to increase the odds in my mind because of how acrimonious this potential sure. like, hey, James Harden's going to come back and play um, and he doesn't want to be here and all that stuff. I like, again, you better be right about this mandate shit, Mike. I'll tell you what, right? <laughs> yeah. Look, talking to some people, I may not be. Oh, no. Um, it, what I am disappointed by, if we're going to do disappointment meter, is the Nets did get these two first-round picks, and Marks wasn't able to pull off a move quickly for, like, Jeremy Grant or something. Now, if they would have gotten Jeremy Grant, they would have had to trade Joe Harris. So I wonder if Marks... We had seen Joe Harris's name out there quite a bit. Getting Seth Curry makes Joe Harris expendable on some level, a pretty high level, but he... I would hope that this is also an indication that Joe Harris is not done for the year. If... Marks knew that Joe Harris was done for the year. Then I think he would have moved him a hundred percent taking those two first round picks and Joe Harris, you can get like a really good, you could get Jeremy Grant right away. Now I don't know if he's the guy, hmm. you know, if, if you would necessarily need Jeremy Grant, I'm just saying the Nets now have ammo like they didn't have before. They actually have ammo in the off season to do something that they didn't have before. Do you, which could be an interesting move. The J the Joe Harris, <laughs> Like suspect you talked about this in the last two episodes, but the suspiciousness of the timing of his loose, more further loosening bodies seems yet more suspicious in the wake of this um, of this action, this great action, Mike. Um, what to do about Joe about the Joe Harris situation? It, it's this constant like waiting for this information. That's what this whole month has been about. It's like we have this looming thing on the horizon, whether it's Joe Harris's injury, KD's injury. James Harden's discontent and 
we're just sitting here and waiting. It is true that this is like the most dejected I've ever been in Nets fandom. And it's weird because, you know, it feels like we're toiling in the candy shop, you know, is, is what, we have all this like <laughs> amazingness going on all around us. And it's just, I just feel such a weird darkness about the team to the point where I was like, I can't, I cannot be watching these late Sacramento games. It just can't be happening. So doesn't that make you excited for Ben It does. When I think about it, like, you know, if ha, we, it's like I was saying, like, you know, you know, a change was needed if after it happens, you look back and you're like, ah, like a little bit of relief, you know, and that's ultimately sort of how I feel. Just if not, if, if I hate that it was Harden that had to be the linchpin of the thing, you know, it, it makes sense. It's fine. Like, you know, given what was happening, um, because I really like Harden and I think he's great, but this season was just not, it wasn't it from start to finish with Harden. My, you know, I, somebody was tweeting at us, uh, I'm forgetting who, but saying that is this 90% Kyrie's fault or what, which obviously <laughs> spurred a, uh, you know, the, the, the same goddamn conversation we've had about Kyrie Irving for this whole season. Um, but I mean, it's not super interesting to go back and forth on, but I do like, I got to think like, had everyone been engaged and on the same page from day one, this could have been very different. So in a lot of ways, I'm like, I'm sad to see it go down this way, but like now that it's happened, it's like, okay, fine, you know, move on, flush it out and get through this godforsaken February. Yeah, I mean, people have been saying this, but it's going to be very strange in five years to look back on the fact that Kyrie, Katie, and James Harden were all playing on the same team, but yet never actually played. Never actually played. 16 total games in two or one year and a half. Do you remember how good it looked? For that brief period of time oh, when James Harden got to this team. Dude, the Celtics, the Celtics series. We can look back at the Celtics series and be like, my God, that was the team. Is it actually, could you blame the medical community on this? Because if they didn't get their act together and getting the vaccine so quickly, if there was no vaccine, oh, then Kyrie could be playing. Do you know what I mean? So like, maybe this is the bad True. portion of the That's vaccine. That's actually a good point. There's warp, no vaccine, it's warp speed, dude. It's Trump's fault. They sped it up too fast. Too much, Finally, too much warp Trump speed. Yes, it it is. We never got that moment. Ultimately, we never got like there was that Celtic series in the playoffs where it kind of looked competitive at times, and then the Nets would just blow away, like go fully, mm. like press the gas and be gone. Um, and we, it's just gonna be. So odd to think about that, that there was never the moment that we talked about. Um, let me ask you this. If you had to bet, let's say Ben Simmons starts playing, okay? If you had to bet that the Nets are going to regret the deal while he starts playing, or if everyone's going to start saying, holy shit, do you remember that Ben Simmons is good at basketball? Well, what do you expect to happen? I really, I, I hope and pray that they roll out the timing of this really carefully and expertly because I really do not want him to just start like running with just Patty Mills during this period of time. Like, <laughs> I, I think that that would, that's setting up a weird tenure, a weird vibe. I would like to wait. I don't know, wait. I don't know when Katie's supposed to come back. I would like to time it as closely as possible to that return date and get everyone back, gelling, cohesive you know, as soon as humanly possible. So I don't know if that's, I mean, what's how many more weeks left before Katie comes back? Well, so the all-star break happens. So February 17th at home against the wizards, who the nets are playing the wizards tonight, but at home against the wizards in, so that's in a week. Then it goes on all-star break. Um, the nets don't play again until Thursday, February 24th, uh, with a home game against Boston. 
that feels like a landing spot for like, hey, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant should be coming back relatively soon. He is very close to the month mark from when he got hurt to now. I mean, let me look when he his the last game I think he played was was at the Bulls game with where Bruce Brown ran into his leg. I guess. He um, so he he scored twenty seven points against the Bulls on January twelfth, and then they played Oklahoma City, and then they lost against Oklahoma City. Durant must not have played, or he started that game and then got hurt. <laughs> so it's been about a month, and that's the projected timeline. So let's tack on those two weeks for the All Star break. He comes back the twenty fourth in two weeks. Ben Simmons will have the team will have had a week off. Ben Simmons' yeah. mental state will be better. I just don't want the meme of they never play together to just like get copy pasted over into this next next gen. I just don't want it. You know, I I, I need to get rid of that that whole talking point. It sucks. Well, the, the, here's the schedule just for fun. Post All Star break, home against Boston, away against Milwaukee, a home and home against Toronto, home against Miami, away against Boston at Charlotte at Philly. Home for the Knicks, and then there's some bad games after that. But that like initial stretch is all playoff teams. Most of them, I think, all of them are Eastern Conference. The Knicks obviously aren't a playoff team, but that's you know a rivalry game. Three of those games are on ABC. Another three are on TNT. The spotlight's going to be on the team immediately. Yeah, with Ben Simmons. But again, we don't. I asked you the question if you know. Ben Simmons starts playing, are the Nets going to ultimately regret the trade or everyone's going to be like, holy shit, Ben Simmons is good at basketball. I'm going to bet more that it's holy shit, Ben Simmons is good at basketball. Because I think, I said this to you on the phone, Ben Simmons' entire life has been the best player he's ever, like, you know, he was the best player in Australia. He comes to the U.S. He was the best player in college basketball. Goes number one overall. He's one of the best young players in the NBA. And then he had a bad series in the playoffs And everyone yelled at him and made him feel bad. His coach came out and threw him under the bus. Doc Mm -hmm. Rivers threw Ben Simmons under the bus. And then he has the mental health stuff, decides to go away from the team. He wants to be away from the team so much he's willing to give up millions and millions of dollars to not be with the team, right? I'm going to bet that that his history of being a really great basketball player uh, has not deteriorated just because he's been away from the 76ers not playing basketball games. If anything, we already have a comparable for this. Kyrie Irving didn't start the team with the Brooklyn Nets. He decided not to get vaccinated. The team had banished him. Uh, He comes back and looks great. He had a couple of rusty games, and boom, he was fantastic. Um, So I'm going to guess that Ben Simmons is going to look really, really good. Frankly, this situation is a way better situation than in Philly. In Philly, it's been constant. It's been years of discussion. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid don't ultimately fit together. They really don't. Who's he playing with? He's playing with a dynamic ball handling guard who can shoot from the outside in Kyrie. The greatest, one of the greatest score, scorers of all time in Kevin Durant. And he's getting shoved onto that team to be, you know, Draymond Green light, mm. right? Like he's going to mm-hmm. be the, the ultra defender. Plus like, Hey Ben, we'll, we'll get you your spots. Like, you're going to have that lane open for you. You're going to be able to operate the way you want to. Yeah. It's just going to be a better situation. No more standing around watching Joel, you know, no. flop about. No more of that. Um, 
So you're happy. Yeah, it took me no time at all. I really have, like, you know, <laughs> I have a child's mind with with this stuff, and and you know, some dangle some shiny keys in front of me. And Ben Simmons is undeniably a shiny ass set of keys. Like, you could do, you could, you could do much worse. I'm wondering actually what the vibe is going to be. Like, totally separate from this, like between Seth Curry and and Ben Simmons. Like, is there any kind of like? Like, hey, like you did you really hate playing with us on <laughs> that team? Like you're still teammates now. I think he'll be fine. I think he understands how these things go. But um yeah, I just hope I just I don't know much about Ben Simmons, like the personality um and how he can gel with others. My my incredibly high EQ tells me that's not like super a priority for him. And yeah. we're on a team where all of the all of the players are like this except for patty mills basically <laughs> so um and blake griffin there's others but you know the the star players seem to have um you know they're not they're not afraid of being disagreeable or at least like passive aggressively disagreeable um i think harden was was trying to be a glue guy in many ways and got tired of it i don't think ben simmons has any interest in being a glue guy um off the court as like an emotional leader or whatever. He no, is he, absolutely not. He's not going to be there. That's not really what he's there for. But then like now we're back into a place where, you know, last year James Harden came in and he was like the leader vibe, right? Everyone kind of, there was the, I forget who it was. I think Jackie McMullen Jackie yeah, um, had the story about it. And um, that, you know, it kind of passed the eye test for what we were looking at, at least then. Um, now we are, you know, back to KD and his, uh, authoritarian rule, which, you know, might be what this team needs at the moment. I don't know. It's going to be interesting, though, one way or another. At least it's interesting. That's really the, the takeaway, Mike. It's interesting again. Well, how do you think Kevin Durant feels about all that's transpired? It's interesting, you know. I gotta, I gotta think... I mean, do you think that... Like, we had this conversation last week about, like, there's, like, this sort of unspoken rule between the star players where they just don't, like, publicly crap on each other and like i think that it would have helped besides joel and <laughs> besides who, joel and who, who, who rips yeah. who lets it rip um but like you know i think behind closed doors katie understands that like james Harden's like i i do not like this weird drama filled thing i think he liked it last year i think there's no reason to think that harden didn't like playing with it and then all the th- comments that came in over the summer about him wanting to sign the extension. I think all of that stuff was true until he played half a season where Kyrie Irving was a focal point for the fact that he wasn't playing. And again, like I said, like he doesn't want it. It's, it's a risk assessment thing for him. Like, I don't want to be beholden to somebody else making these decisions about whether or not I won a championship. Like that's not, that's not what, that's not a James Harden thing to do. Um, so I think KD sees it. He's like, I get it, you know, on some level, KD's already signed up. He doesn't get to be that way. Sorry. Good. Yeah. But I do think there's an element of like, I do think he would like to have played and for it to have worked out with James Harden. And it didn't. And who's he going to blame for that? I'm not saying he's going around yelling at Sean Marks or Joe Sy and saying, you know, you guys screwed this up. He's not yelling at Steve Nash. But it's a negative moment in his time here at the Nets. And he hasn't really had too many, like, big negative moments, right? Like, they've built the team around him. They've given him the keys to the franchise on all the levels. They made the James Harden deal in part because of Kevin Durant. Um, But I do think it is, regardless of how you can feel about James Harden, you could be very critical of him. It is partially a failing of the Nets organization for it not working out. 
there's a lot of bad sure. circumstances that happened. There was in, the injuries and Kyrie's vaccination stance. It's still a failing. You know, it's not like you're not going to put this on your resume if you're Sean Marks. On Sean Marks' LinkedIn, there's not going to be a bullet point that said, I traded for James Harden, but then I had to trade him a year later, right? Like, that's yeah. not a motivating factor for a recruiter, for a LinkedIn I'll, recruiter. I'll be very interested to see how James Harden looks on the Sixers right away. You know, I'll be very – if he still looks a step slow and a little not James Harden of yore, I'll be like, you know what, Sean? You, you, you bit the bullet. You had to do it. You did it. You did the right thing. But if he comes back and he's just styling and profiling on our asses, I'm going to be – I'm going to be more angry at James Harden than I am today, probably for dogging well, it. Yeah, <laughs> James Harden better be ready because as as much as he hated the the weather and taxes in Brooklyn, the Nets are about the the sweetest fan is, base you can have. It's a very you know it's New York City, but we're very nice. Ultimately, we're a very polite fan base. Incredibly, we support the team. We've been through hell. It's it's you know we're just we just want to see dubs. Yeah, and you're going to Philly. Philly has expectations. Yeah. They've booed Joel Embiid many many times. You like you were you better be ready. You better right. know what you've just asked for. And also, if I'm Joel Embiid, I know that he wanted this trade. He hated Ben Simmons by the end of it. He wanted this trade. I know he's happy. But Joel Embiid, you just got pushed out of the power structure. Like you James Harden is being asserted above you in the power. It's gonna happen. It's his, it's, it's his is team. there. He's got the the brand. He it's it's his team. He yeah. he knows the the GM, he knows the team president. Um, he he's it's his vibe, like he's taking it over, uh, and you don't realize it yet, Joel. But it's going to happen. There it is. And I so just it. just be ready for when Joel and B gets traded to the Sacramento Kings wow. in fifteen years. Uh, let's do some quick bites before we get bite out. me. How about that Porzingis um, trade, Mike? You got to be excited. Sorry, I just jumped in right ahead. Well, can I? I don't think we've talked enough about just real quick. Seth Curry, elite, elite, elite shooter. Yeah. He shot over basically, he's basically shot like 44% over his career. And he's always been a high volume guy. Can't really play defense, but he's at the same level like Patty Mills, yeah. you know, smaller active defender, but not that good. Elite, elite, elite shooter. Um, Andre Drummond, I'm excited about. Uh, not really. Not but, really. You know, he's pretty, another. he's a, he's a pretty well proven quantity at this uh, point. And I think he's most likely to frustrate rather than, Excited. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he, there's some curse of when you become a big man for the Nets, you're just going to be diminished. Even if you, um, especially if you come diminished, then you just, then you become like <laughs> just a walking corpse. Yeah. Uh, are you happy for Paul Millsap? Uh, if he sticks it out, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> watching the waiver wire to see if Paul sticks it out. But, um, yeah, good for him. Good for sticking. I mean, if he can stick it out there, that's great. It's a good fit. Um, I wonder who's going to be coming in the buyout market because there's going to be a lot of guys that are released on the buyout market. I know he has probably no interest in coming to Brooklyn, but Goran Dragic Mm. is if I'm, if I'm the Nets and I can offer any amount of extra money to, to get Goran not to go to Dallas because the Nets did or the Mavericks traded for Spencer Dinwiddie. So maybe they, and they have Jalen Brunson there already. Maybe Goran Dragic is like, the whole reason why people think he's going there is because him and Luca are boys. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't need a point guard there. Yeah. And if Dragic is available, um, now he may just go back to Miami. It's a pretty slick buyout. That's a good call, Mike. You've been really that thinking. would be, I would be pounding the table mm-hmm. uh, for that. Um, lastly, uh, are the Nets better? 
I mean, yeah, it's hard to argue that that's that at least in the short term, yes, because holy God, was that what we were just watching? Not the, some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. So <laughs> short term, undeniably. Long term, or in terms of our like the the greatest heights that either of these two teams could be, I don't. I actually don't. I don't know. I think Ben Simmons has a little bit to prove to me to say undeniably that like yes, I think. I think it's certainly possible, and I think that the chemistry could be better. But I mean, like we have to remind, remind ourselves again. I'm just, I'm still coming around to this a little bit. Last year, we had the the we had the most efficient offense in league history. It's it's a the thing broke down, and it has not looked good lately. Uh, the idea that we'll get back to there seems dubious. Obviously, our defensive chops will will be um, helped by Ben Simmons. I hope so. I think it's a close call. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think I might. I think the ceiling of the Harden led Nets had, but then Harden turned it off. So you know, it's weird. It's you know, time is, it's a meat grinder, Mike. Yeah, I. So, the heights of this current season are higher with Harden. Like they're higher with Harden than so. without and without Simmons and Curry and Drummond. But Drake, two years from Drummond. now, you know, that's. But I think the future is brighter. I have. I think all of us have been increasingly terrified of the thought Oof. of. James Harden being on the books for $60 million when he's a big fat. <laughs> Come on. Big fat guard. Um, so I, I I would I would have been uh, scared. So I think in the future, it actually kind of – Ben Simmons we want to see play, and it's going to answer a lot of questions once he comes back on the floor. But he's 25, I think. Young man. He's a young man. He has a full contract. I am – I don't want to say he comes without problems. He comes with like many, 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 many problems. Um, he, people just, he just didn't get along with dudes. Right. Mm-hmm. And not even talking about mental health. He just like, didn't get along with a lot of the guys on the team. Eh, that's not that great, but he's going to be the third guy and he's going to have a chance to grow under the tutelage of Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that what we want? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, right. What, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do here? Um, yeah, the problem's not. That, that's the what, traded Kyrie? That's ultimately my problem. Is the problem's not solved here, Mike? That's the real problem. I know he really needs to get vaccinated. Because mm-hmm. uh, on that Anyways, note, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think the Nets are playing uh, the Wizards. The Wizards have traded like their entire team. Yeah, who's playing tonight? Uh, so they, I think they traded Aaron Holiday, Spencer Dinwiddie, Davis Bertans, and Aaron Holiday. So. Beal has already out for the season with wrist injury. They got Kristaps Porzingis, but apparently now there's rumors that Porzingis' knee bruise is worse than previously thought. That's kind of why Ooh, rescind, rescind. the Mavericks made the deal. Um, How about that Bertons? Are you going to be sad to see Bertons go and his and his, <laughs> and his narrow shoulders? His energy is guy, so shitty. Like he just the whole time looks like he's about to snap at everybody. Do you know the nasty cliche when we were growing up? It's like a guy in a contract year is going to play well and then suck. Mm-hmm. Bertans did that. Yeah. Like he pl- he was electric as a shooter and then he uh sucked. Yeah. And uh he does have the skinniest body. Like the <laughs> so the the shoulders and the neck just go they flow right into one another. Why is his <laughs> Dude. I mean Luca's a magician, so there's a chance that like he Luca revives him, but uh that was a wild trade. Uh so hey, um real quick, the Bucks got Abaka, the Heat did nothing. The Raptors actually made a bunch of moves that are, they got like Thad Young and I think they got a couple of other pieces that are interesting. The Celtics got traded 
Dennis Schroeder, I think, right? Didn't they? Yeah, to the Rockets. And they brought in uh, someone for Josh Richard. Oh, they got Derek White, which is actually a really good deal for them. Oh, Mike, they waved Anus Cantor. Think he'll be? Think he'll come over? Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't. We don't need to mix him and Kyrie together. They'll be the all. I mean, he's been pretty. Fox News team. He's been pretty provocative towards your boy Josiah. So, I don't know if this is true, but I saw that uh, Anus Freedom. Sorry, is, Anus Freedom. My mistake. I think he's going to be at CPAC, the Conservative Political God. Action Conference. Anus, what are you getting yourself into? Does he know? Does he have an uh, understanding? Oh yeah, of dude, what? he's been on. He's he's making the rounds, man. I mean, I don't know if he knows knows, but he's like he, he he's starting to know where his figure out where his bread is buttered for sure. My one one final thing: I truly, deeply, absolutely hope the Nets play the 76ers in the playoffs. I I could not be frothier mm. in the drama of James Harden and Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Doc Rivers. Drummond, Embiid, Curry going against his father-in-law and Doc Rivers. Um, you know, I, I, I could not be more excited for that possibility. So I want to see that. That's it. I love it, Mike. Hey, how do you feel? You feeling okay? You feeling good? Emergency pod. Emergency pod. I'm, exa- I'm exhausted. Yeah, me too. To I got honest. tired. I got tired of the course of that. Because it was like, this was just, I honestly was like always looking at my phone for the past few days. Yeah. Because you never knew what was when it was going to happen. It happened. We're off the hook now, Mike. Time to tie one on. Let's go crazy. Hi, Brian. At BK Glue Guys on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Theathletic.com. Uh, put in Glue Guys at the promo code, right? That's the promo code. Yeah. And then uh, NetsDaily.com. That's the source for the Nets news. And Discord. Hop in there. iTunes, five stores in one of them. We need them. Um, I think that's everything. That's pretty much everything. Bye, everybody. Yeah. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.